0: Welcome to the Comic Blast
1: podcast. Welcome back everyone to the Comic Blast podcast. I am one of your hosts Grayson and I am sick, but along with me is a man who is not sick and his name is Keenan. Hello my friend.
0: What's up? Happy to be doing this again. This is probably the best thing that we've done as a podcast.
1: I, right? I have to say I agree. It's it's, it's right up it, there. Yeah. Listen, I want to uh, shout out everybody um, who's been letting letting us know that this has been something you guys have been enjoying, even though we've only done one episode um, and meant this to be kind of a smaller scale series. But uh, thank you guys for the appreciation and support and the demand for the second episode. Um, we we'll probably put this out a little bit sooner than we actually originally planned yeah uh but f- figuring you know let's not stop the momentum so um it's so yeah this is our uh, our spider-man series and review just spider-man content in general um uh, we've already reviewed the first spider-man sam raimi movie um and now today we're reviewing the uh the second but sorry you were about to say something and i cut you off
0: no uh i was just gonna say it's it's crazy because i think we were planning to do this like one movie every two to three weeks or so Because we obviously, we have quite, we have a few months until Spider-Man Far From Home comes out. So Mm -hmm. ideally, we would like to space it out. But to be honest, we could continue to talk about Spider-Man every single day, uh, Grayson and I. So like, we'll never run out of things to talk about when it comes to Spider-Man. Like, we're going to be good. We're going to have content for Spider-Man leading up to No Way Home. So um, the fact that you guys were asking for it was really awesome. And that's essentially why we're pumping the second episode out a little bit earlier.
1: Yeah, uh, and it's also given me like a lot of incentive to just seek out more Spider-Man content in general. And why I will definitely be replaying both PS4 and Miles Morales before Way New- New- <laughs> Home. What did I just say? No Way Home. Keenan's over here crying because if you follow him... You'll know that his PlayStation 4 no longer works and he cannot access these wonderful installments uh, into both the video game realm and the Marvel realm. um, And we cry for him. Yeah, it's been painful. (laughs) Leading up to Um, that review, I'll probably be watching cinematics on
0: YouTube. (laughs) <laughs> just to prepare he's, myself because I can't play he's it. gonna
1: be watching he's gonna be watching game like the gameplay the, a walkthrough but he's gonna have the controller in his hand pretending like he's playing
0: <laughs> you know what I'm gonna do yeah. I'm gonna find uh, I'm sure Caboose probably has like some playthroughs on his YouTube channel For I'll sure. just pretend I'm playing along um so shout out to caboose and yeah. I'll probably look that up at some point in time
1: yeah um but yeah Spider-Man without 2. any further ado spider-man 2 Released in 2004. I believe it was like June 28th is the release date of when it came out. Um, somewhere in there, late June. Uh, sponsored by Dr. Pepper. Uh, <laughs> uh, directed by Sam Raimi. Starring, you know, the usual Toby Maguire, Kirsten Dunst, James Franco. But the, uh, the, um, the goat of this movie, Alfred Molina, as Doc Ock. Who supposed to be coming back in Spider-Man No Way Home as the same villain. Whether it's the same universe or a different universe, it's hard to say. Alfred Molina has said things like it will be the same universe portrayal and that he actually didn't die, mm. which it find, find strange because the, the the way the ending... Listen uh, Again, with these things, we're probably just going to go full-blown bl- spoilers. It's been... Um, 17 years since this movie came out yeah um so if you haven't seen spider-man 2 just right now stop go watch spider-man 2 um and if you haven't seen spider-man 1 go watch that Go listen to our previous episode then watch spider-man 2 and come listen to this episode uh follow along with us enjoy the ride if you haven't seen him and if you already have watch them again because they're yeah. that great because both you and I did. I did the last episode you did. I did not watch Spider-Man one, but, but within the past two days, because I've been a little sniffly, I decided to watch both Spider-Man one. And I watched Spider-Man two today with my girlfriend. Um, and speaking of which here, here is a quote. Um, and, uh, and this is what I wanted to share with Keenan. He does not know I was going to, he does not know what I'm about to say Very nervous as as we're watching this, we're about an hour in. Actually, I think we're at like the tr- about to be at the train sequence. Um, so about an hour and a half in, there's about 30 minutes left in the movie. Yeah. Um, you know, she was doing some uh, some work on her computer um, and whatnot. Anyway, she finally like puts it down and she says, "Is Tony Stark in this universe at all?" <laughs> and I went, "Nope." And uh, she then. Asked, she was like, "Okay, so which one is more accurate to the comics?" And I said, "This." I said, <laughs> "I said the originals. Like Spider-Man's origin has nothing to do with Tony Stark whatsoever." And she went, "Oh, okay." And uh, that's that not. Th- I'm not me. saying that. I'm not saying that to knock my girlfriend because she is not a co- like she is not a diehard comic book fan that, or anything like that's that. That's a knock on the NTU like, <laughs> Yes, that's what that's. And so you know, Keenan and I have made our uh, our uh, what is the word um our disgruntles or whatever you want yes. to call it with with the with we our, have voiced uh, our displeasure yes that's the best way to say it. displeasure <laughs> with the MCU version specifically with the character arcs not necessarily the portrayals or acting. the character yeah. design or anything like that it's are the acting like Tom Holland is great and all that but yeah it's been the what Spider-Man like who he is as a character, who Peter Parker is as a character, his relationships around him and his overall origin. Um, the MCU is taken in a direction that is very unlike Spider-Man. So that quote right there, it made me a little sad. I didn't, and I didn't like say this anything to her. I'll probably tell her after they recorded this episode that like I mentioned her, um, and what, why she said that because I was like, man, that sucks. I was like, there's a whole, like, there's people out here that think Tony Stark is the reason Spider-Man got his, like, his suit yeah, and everything. like, how, how like, his origin is through Tony
0: Stark. That's scary. Cause right. There's a genera- you know how, like, I've been, you know, I, I've said multiple times that, like, let this generation have their version of Spider-Man. But if this generation, like, coming up, you know, the younger kids only yeah. know this version of Spider-Man and not seeing the impact of the lessons that um uncle ben taught and he's he's, he really is responsible for the origin of spider-man um that's that's pretty disappointing because i don't feel like there's been much value in the lessons that tony has taught him a few things um but nothing on the level of i mean this throughout this trilogy uncle ben always comes back into play from the first one Mm -hmm. the second one the third one his identity All crisis, the way through exactly the identity crisis that he suffers in this second film has a lot to do with him understanding you know who he is and, and what uncle ben has taught him and how mm-hmm. to um how i don't know we'll get into like the actual story or whatever but there's a flashback right. of uncle ben i think it's very impactful um it's it's not really a flashback. It's more like sort of like a dream sequence or something along yeah, those lines. Yeah, it's like
1: basically him imagining the continuation of the conversation he had in the car before the wrestling match in the first movie. Yep. Um, or basically just like, yeah, just like this idealistic version of Uncle Ben and basically being like, uh, you know, like basically telling it's like, I don't want to do this anymore, Uncle Ben. Like, I'm yeah. like it's getting in the way of everything. Like I'm, I'm extremely paraphrasing. Yeah. Um, he's like, I'm a Spider-Man no more. Yeah. And, uh, which is one of the best scenes in not just the movie, but in the entire trilogy, yeah, and in all of like Spider-Man movies in general, it is so well done. Yeah, um, the emotion on both of them is like for both of those actors, Cliff Robertson and Tobey Maguire, is is just so good. They um, they set up that internal conflict within Peter so well throughout the
0: beginning of the movie, first half of the movie, because mm-hmm. he's getting beaten up so bad, and yeah, he, and he even has this... some. Um, Thing where he talks Peter has this part where he talks to himself and he's like, Am I not supposed to have what I want? Um, mm-hmm. it's a really big thing, and that's you know, I I got frustrated with the mcu Spider-Man when he didn't want to be Spider-Man when he's on his trip, and it was all because he just wants to have fun and hang out with MJ. Whereas this version is like I can kinda understand why he doesn't want to be
1: Spider-Man um at this point he is in time. late might... to all of his classes he's like he literally he's about to be failed he's failing everybody around him in his close circle like the love MJ, of his life is like... about to get married to somebody else he lost yeah. his job he
0: can't afford anything and on top of that because of that he's losing his powers like he can he can't even safely be spider-man if he wanted to because it's affecting yeah. his head so much um, yeah so you know going back to this second movie you know they did such a good job portraying Peter Parker as this kid who's just trying to make it. And he is not, you know, he isn't uh, given the best hand um, in life. And you see that and you can kind of empathize with him uh, in this film. So it's it's the main reason why I find this to be
1: one of the greatest superhero movies, if if not the greatest superhero movie. Of all speaking time. Of, speaking of which, I was going to say, this is one of the rare instances where um, there, there, I think there is three or four comic book movies that are sequels that are better than the originals. Yes. And, and I would say the other ones would be Captain America, The Winter Soldier, yeah. The Dark Knight, Logan, and Spider-Man 2. Yeah. Those are four sequels that are so transcendent. Like, they just... They're monumental. They they just, they like not even like elevate and like expound upon the original. They just like blow it out of the water. Like it's just so well done in terms of a superhero movie because it feels, the thing that what feels like to me with all those movies is that they feel more than just a comic book movie. They feel like a real, like, they feel like a real movie, a human story with about a superhero. Yeah. And and that's what I love about my superheroes, and that's what I love about Spider-Man in particular, is he feels at his core, it's not a a story about a guy with spider powers, it's a story about, well, well, it is, but it's a story about a regular guy with regular issues who has to be, like, he has the responsibility to be a superhero, and he has to deal with that every single day because of a choice um, that a wrong choice that he made and he and he has to be responsible uh, and correct that wrong choice because he knows what's right to do. But man, it is beating the ever living crap out of him. Yeah. <laughs> I mean like he cannot pay his bills on time. Like he's already got advances and stuff. Like and he can't even support his Aunt May who is like losing rippling in, in in debt. Yeah, I mean and by the way, I really want to talk about um, some particular things, uh, like with, specifically with Aunt May. Yep, um, Rosemary Harris, I have determined is the best Aunt May. She oh, is she is fantastic. I love Sally Fields as well. Like, yeah. I'm a, And I'll get to those when we get to the Taza movies. I think she is great as well. Um, I feel like she. I feel like Sally Fields is the best modern day Aunt May. Yeah. Like she feels like more realistic, I guess, yep. in the sense of an aunt. But Aunt May feels realistic to those original like um, 60s and 70s comics of like that really elderly Aunt May. She um, is like
0: a motherly aunt,
1: and Sally right.
0: Field feels more like an aunt aunt, like yes. your your aunt that you would see nowadays, if that makes sense. Right? Like, but, yeah.
1: Aunt May is like it's she's literally like Peter's mom. Yeah, and and we feel and you definitely feel that because within the Tazman movies you see in the very beginning, his parents in this, these are the only parents he's ever known. And so granted, I just, I also just watched the first one. And so kind of going back, um, I'm not trying to like go or to go into retrospect of the first one, but when he says like, I had a father, his name was Ben Parker. Like that's such a powerful moment. It's the same thing with aunt May that like, that's his mom. And, um, and so one of my favorite scenes uh, two of my favorite scenes, actually. One is very early in the movie when it's for Peter's birthday. It's mm-hmm. like in the first twenty minutes of the movie. Yep. He comes back and she tries to like he sees the bills on her counter and she still gives him twenty dollars and he's like, I can't take this. And she's like, you. It's like she's like, you take this money, you take it. It's not much. Just take it. Yeah. It's like for God's sake. And she is cr- like, she's just weeping and it's so heartbreaking. Yep. Like Rosemary Harris does such a great job. And then one more scene later, which is a scene that I, I. I had to make sure I didn't make up in my head as I was watching the first movie. Yeah. And it's the scene in the second one where um, he reveals the truth about what happened that night. Yep. That it was his fault that Uncle Ben died. And she doesn't say a word. He, she doesn't say a word. She just looks at him and he like puts his hand like over hers and she just pulls away. Yeah. Just goes upstairs and just closes the door. I was like, that hurts yeah, and it's like and like you can tell like i'm imagining myself in peter's situation like telling someone like like if that had happened to me like telling that and i'm like man like props to peter for doing that like that was totally the right thing to do because you know his aunt Aunt may is going to forgive him and she does uh, obviously but um and you you just get these really great scenes throughout the whole movie with him and aunt may and that like there's a follow-up
0: though with when she's actually like moving out of the house and he Mm -hmm. comes back and that's when she like says you know it's water under the bridge or over it, you know and um even that scene is is really cool but i love when she brings up um i can't remember the kid's name that's helping her move henry yeah so um she brings up how he he wants to be spider-man when he's older and and you know peter's kind of confused as to why you know he's just like you know really um mm. and you know what she says to him i think is kind of the thing that kind of gets gets him kick-started and realizes that, that, that little he's monologue ugh, it's so good exactly um just how she feels like everyone needs a hero um but yeah back back to aunt may and the whole revealing that to her it's super impactful and it's like a constant theme of this film is that peter's trying to do all of this stuff on his own but he also has so many secrets that he wants to tell that's eating him alive whether Mm. it be the thing with uncle ben or revealing his identity to mary jane and then the whole thing with harry's father there's a lot of um there's a lot of internal conflict going on and he feels very alone and you kind of in a way feel along with him because you know his secrets mm-hmm. and uh how much that's weighing on him so that whole thing is just a constant theme and it's just about like you know he's trying to let people in and get this weight off of his shoulders
1: yeah um speaking of, of what you're talking about with um harry and his father i was going to, that's also in my notes that i love the osborne legacy throughout the raimi movies yeah um I am actually a big James Franco, uh, Harry Osborn fan. I think he does a great job. Some people are not a big fan of him. I like him personally. Um, At at least I like him with toby Maguire's peter like i think they yeah. just have good chemistry like i feel that when i watch the first one and going into the second one and everything and just kind of like that that underlying grudge he has mm-hmm. um and then it finally comes to fruition with you know the reveal to harry that oh peter is actually spider-man yeah but that scene uh with willem Dafoe's reprisal of the mm-hmm. of the mirror yeah when he's like avenge me like he's that whole thing like First of all, I just love seeing Willem Dafoe come back as Green Goblin. Like yeah. he just, uh, again, such a great job with that role. But I love the 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 kind of arc that we get for Harry throughout all three movies. And I'm sure we'll talk about that more as we watch Spider-Man Three in the coming weeks. For sure. Um, but uh, but yeah, like another part of of Peter's um, hardship is that he doesn't really have a best friend anymore. Like he mm-hmm. loses his best friend. Um, and and that's rough um and uh because of a choice that he he, he didn't make but because of spider-man like it's like oh well he thought like you know harry thinks that he killed his um his dad um so that's just one little tidbit that i really like to mention um grayson's got a whole list of stuff I, I do. I have I have a list of things that I drew up before this this episode. Okay, so um, um we've kind of like
0: covered the whole, you know, Peter being beaten up, challenging his, you know, identity, who he wants to be, his place in the mm-hmm. world and you know, does he want to, you know, just be a normal dude or or not? But I I'd, I'd like to get into like the turning point where he decides to just be, you know, Peter and he has um he start things start to pick up for him you know mm-hmm. he's um doing better in school he looks well rested uh and he's actually makes it on time for mj's play and you start to you start to feel good for him but at the same time you know like how long can this go on and mm-hmm. uh, one of the heartbreaking things uh about this movie is there's a, a scene in particular where somebody's getting mugged in the alley. And he makes that decision not to do anything, and you're Mm -hmm. just like, wow, this this seems very out of character um, for him.
1: But he kind of just like he wants to do something, and he knows he's like, you know, I know, like I've like I'm done with this. Like he kind of has to force himself not to. Yeah. Um. But it leads us to the fire, Mm -hmm. and when
0: he goes into that building without any superpowers or anything, and rescues the little girl and brings her out but then you find out that there was actually another person in the building and I think it kind of hits him like freak I I you know I should have been able to sense that I should have been able to do something about that because you know if I was still spider-man I could
1: have I could have saved them
0: exactly and and he wasn't able to goes mm-hmm. back to the whole thing with this inner conflict and him trying to figure out like who he wants to be um yeah. and I remember as a kid I don't know if it was this way for you, but I was I was fairly young when I saw it, and I'm sure you were pretty young when you saw the second one too. Yeah. Um, I I particularly wasn't super interested in the back and forth with the MJ thing. I kind of like, Mm. I would get annoyed with the romance. That's just me as a kid, but I'd I'd get you know annoyed um, with the whole thing because it's it is like a central theme of this movie. Like our plot point is. Uh, that whole back and forth with MJ, but now obviously it's amazing to me as an yeah. adult because I well, can relate I'll s- now.
1: I'll say this one point, okay? This is not, this is one point, and it's it is two words, three syllables. MJ sucks. <laughs> 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 Listen, in the comics, I love MJ, and I actually think Kirsten does a great job in this role, but God. I do not like MJ, all right? Because she walks all over Peter, all right? Like, she does not give him a break. And granted, like, I know, like, she doesn't know he's Spider-Man and all that, allegedly. Yeah. Because in the first one, okay, she totally figures out that he's Spider-Man by the end. She, like, puts her hands on her lips. She's like, oh, my God. And they do play off of that into this movie, like, oh, I think I always knew or whatever. And you're like, what? No. But the one thing is, like, going back to the first one and now leading to the second one. So in the first one, she's dating flash or whatever she breaks up with flash yeah well then she starts dating Harry okay yeah and there's like clearly like this little like tease between Peter and MJ of like oh there's a little bit of a romantic thing there well as she's dating Harry she kisses Spider-Man in the alleyway all right not like obviously not knowing it's Peter but she still cheated on Harry okay and then she and then her and Harry break up all right but still it was cheating yeah. and then then eventually like okay you know there's the like we get the third act the final like the climax and everything and then we get to the the end of the movie and they kiss and then he decides he can't be with her or whatever and it's like oh okay well then you get into the next movie and so it's like oh okay like he's like you see like sees her on the billboards every day or whatever yeah well she's like at his birthday and she's like clearly still into him or whatever and they have this like really heartfelt conversation and then He's like, you know, looks like they're about to kiss. And he's like, no, like, I can't. Like, he basically internally is like, no, I can't do this. Just like an unspoken thing. Yeah. And then she's like, I'm seeing someone. And you're like, what? (laughs) And you're like, what are you? You're just going to pull that on him? Okay. And then he's like, "Uh, okay, well, that's good. And then freaking she... (laughs) As she's engaged to this ass, she gets engaged within like a couple of months, by the way. Like, let me, like, they move fast. And then (laughs) she's engaged to him. Well, they meet up at this cafe after he loses his powers or whatever. And she's like, oh, like, you know, I was taking to heart what you said about, and she's like, you know, I think I, like, basically trying to figure out if Peter still likes her or not. Or well, then she's like, "Just kiss me." She's like, "I just need, like, I just need to know something." She's still engaged, blah blah blah. Yeah, and I'm like, "You are, you are still engaged." Well, yep. she goes in for a kiss, and then obviously it doesn't happen because Doc Ock attacks or whatever. Well, then, like, they're clearly like she. I listen. She is so two faced. I'm sorry. Like she is playing some games that i'm like pete my boy you can do better there's a scene all right it's right before the like the the mugging scene where these two girls just kind of smile really nicely at peter as he's like walking down the street or whatever and i was like oh that's sweet and i'm like man peter my boy get you someone who will treat you better like i'm like if you like listen if you think well actually i'm sorry i'm sorry she did end up kissing She kissed ha- you know what? Alright, we'll get to Spider oh, Man 3 but I'm saying you're getting into such a good she, rant right now. <laughs> she she kissed Harry when she was dating Peter. Oh yeah. MJ ain't nothing. She all ain't right? <laughs> uh, she is not loyal. Anyway, I digress. MJ is not great, and this is why Gwen Stacy is the best love interest for uh in the movies <laughs> for Peter. But yes, as a kid to, uh, to be
0: fair on the third movie Spider-Man kisses Gwen Stacy, and then she kisses Harry. That's yes. just like, in all fairness, however, <laughs> Peter gets his revenge in the third movie. He treats her like <laughs> crap. <Yeah. laughs> like,
1: he's like, he treats he's her like, so You've been poorly. doing this to me for years, all yeah. right? Yeah. yeah, it's yeah, like, it's yeah, it's just their relationship. That's why, is why I not said healthy. as a kid,
0: I did not like the back and forth that continues for movies. Yeah. like MJ has is is the weakest part of the trilogy in my I opinion. Agree. However, I still feel for Peter in those moments because it's this is a person who he loves and it's a very relatable thing. Um, but yeah, she's like she's not the best love interest
1: Mm-mm. um and yeah. in these I don't films. think she's well developed as a character either. Like I think no. she again when we get they to the they have nothing amasis. on The Amazing Spider-Man. Like yeah,
0: God, it's nothing. It, that yeah, chemistry, uh, everything. Like, I've never rooted for a relationship so much when it comes to those other movies, the Amazing right. Spider Man movies. God. Um, with these, I'm just like, oh my God. I'm like, just get on with it, you know? <laughs> yeah. uh, I remember thinking that as a kid, too. I remember walking out of the theater and just being like, it was a great movie, but I don't like that part with MJ. Like, yeah, you know? Yeah. And I'm like, I have, I have me. a question
1: for you, though. Yeah. As, like, whenever you saw this movie, like, so, so like say you walked out of the theater mm-hmm. um and the only two spider-man movies are this one and spider-man 2 yeah. which one did you like better
0: oh i like this one easily and really yeah and i think it was because the third act just blew me away but i was so invested even to this day but I w- back then i was so invested in just seeing peter get beaten up and um (laughs) that sounds so sadistic as you say that man i loved watching him get beat (laughs) but it was like it was really interesting to see the man behind the mask more than just you know spider-man swinging around Mm -hmm. and um getting to see that side of the hero uh and and you could tell like he was he felt happiest when he was spider-man because every time he has it he's like you know swinging around having fun good time um but when it's just him being Peter, it it was obviously weighing on him. But that third act, and we haven't talked much about um, Alfred Molina as Doc Ock because yeah. he's like, God, if if Peter's if Peter and Spider Man's one A, then Doc Ock's one B. Like they right. are so good in this movie. But that third act is still, 17 years later, one of the best act and unique action sequences for a comic book movie. It's so different. Yeah than anything we've gotten i think like you and i talked about this with the x-men dark phoenix there's a lot of similarities with that third act because it's on like a train or whatever right but i was like i don't understand like why we continue to get the same generic third you know act uh battles for comic book movies Mm -hmm. and there's just nothing unique or special about these but with this movie it's insanely good yeah The, the subway scene the fighting was amazing. I think the CG holds up pretty well, but you can obviously tell the difference between what shot in camera and when it switches yeah. over to CG. Um, yeah. And then it hits that point where Peter saves everyone on the, on the train, and they so that
1: may be my favorite moment in comic book movie history. Yeah, because it's
0: it's not even just the saving part, but when everybody in the train picks him up, takes him over. His identity is revealed they're like your secret mm-hmm. safe with us doc ock comes back and all of the new yorkers are like you want to get to him you got to
1: get through me yeah. and i
0: was like that's freaking that's new york right there
1: like yeah it's a theme that you mentioned again in the first movie yep. which like which hit me really hard when i watched the first movie and then again in the second part i was like man keenan has got a point like again the new New York city is a character and you feel that not even just in this scene, but in all these other scenes when like the kids are like, Whoa, how'd you do that? And yeah. all this stuff. And like, the, like the woman that's like, Whoa, Spidey go. And yeah. you know, like you just like, you love the New Yorkers. Cause it's like, man, like it they rally behind Spider-Man. Yeah. It's great. And yeah, that scene when like they, they all literally lift up Spider-Man. Yeah. Like it's just, it's so poetic. Um, and symbolic that it like it always sticks with me yep um the, the reason i asked you how you felt about it when you were a kid is is actually i remember spider-man 2 not being my favorite spider-man movie i did not really like it that much it's crazy because yeah. it, because like, cause i watched spider-man one like religiously yeah it was like a two or three times a day thing for me as a kid yeah and obviously this is me being like you know we've got a A five six year uh age gap between us yeah so i'm like you know however old i am like three or four and i remember like i think i was probably like five maybe when spider-man 2 came out and i still saw it in theaters and i remember being like oh that was good but like it it did not stick with me And my dad loved spider-man 2 obviously because he was an adult and he understood more of all that stuff and i was like Uh, Like, I remember my dad having, and I still wish to this day I had this shirt, this light blue Spider-Man 2 shirt that has, like, Tobey Maguire Spider-Man, and it was, again, sponsored by Dr. Pepper. It was (laughs) like a Diet Dr. Pepper, like, Spider-Man 2. And I'm like, I wish I had that shirt to this day still. Maybe it's still laying around somewhere. I don't know. Um, I think my dad gave it to me at one point, and I was like, heck yeah. But, but yeah, Spider-Man 1 actually was my favorite. And then uh, within the past, you know... 10 years or so spider-man 2 obviously became just so poignant to me because of all the themes and just how much it embodies the heart of spider-man yeah um and i think that's what i love about this trilogy in general is how much heart it has because of the relationships and his like his personal struggles um i even again um you we, we haven't talked much about doc ock um but obviously we're big Spider-Man PS4 fans. And so I was sitting here watching and I'm like, man, you can really see where they got a lot of inspiration in Insomniac's version of Peter and Doc Ock's relationship yep. from this movie specifically. Yep. Um, Cause in the comics, Doc Ock and Peter, they don't have like a good relationship. Like it's straight up just like, ah, oh, I'm going to outsmart you Spider-Man yeah. kind of thing. And whereas like in personally, I love it. When both the insomniac version and this version, like, oh, he meets Otto as the man. He knows the good man that is Otto Octavius, exactly. and, that, and the, who is corrupted.
0: It's, um, it's
1: no fault of his own.
0: Like, it's right. He understands. Like, this isn't you. You have been corrupted by you know this tech, and a lot of it mm-hmm. is just because there. Otto is a little bit, um can be a little bit arrogant, and mm-hmm. especially in this film, because he's just like. Peter obviously raises his concerns with trying to create renewable energy in New York city, basically creating the power of the sun. And, um, I was just like, don't worry about it. I've gone through the test. And like, I, yeah. I'm good. Like, you know, he's, he's very arrogant. Uh, when it comes to this, he's just like, I know what I'm doing. And, um, and I think the insomniacs version kind of, plays on the same thing where peter has some concerns about it and he's just like i'm fueled by my own you know i'm gonna do it my way i'm gonna do this i can do it Mm -hmm. um but yeah the whole thing about establishing a relationship first with the villain and giving you um a chance to care about their relationship is is really cool and important because it's just not like oh here's the hero here's the villain it's like oh it's it's more than just that and they do that actually with the second or the first movie too because obviously mm-hmm. it's it's Harry's dad but he doesn't find out until a little bit later whereas yeah. you know he knows this is Otto Octavius in this yeah um he knows the man that he is and um yeah they do a really good job in all the movies with their villains yeah that's
1: sort of the one thing i love about spider-man's villains in particular is the personal relationship he has with almost all of his villains obviously there's a couple um, in the comics that he does not have personal relationships with and that's why i'm a big green goblin fan and a big venom fan is because of the personal like relationship he has with those characters in the comics specifically yes exactly again why i love doc ock in the ps4 version and in this and in the next movie when we get to it you know sandman and stuff like that um like they creating those personal tethers allows for so much just like personal character growth, yeah, um, in both for both parties, but for both Peter and for whoever the other villain is. and uh, and that's something that's always been, you know, like it's something with again when we get to the future movies, and it's something that I'm I just I have to like talk about before I forget I'll, I will forget if I don't mention them. Like what I love about Homecoming is the personal connection that he has with Vulture, and why I'm don't like why I love Mysterio and Far From Home. There's not really a personal connection there other than through the mediation of Tony Stark, right? right. Like so it's like eh, it's not it's not as good, um, but I mean. I think we gotta agree though that like I I mean maybe it's up to personal bias like I do I think personal bias Norman Osborn is probably my favorite because I love Willem Dafoe's portrayal of Green Goblin but I think objectively speaking like I gotta say that Alfred Molina's Doc Ock is top tier and definitely the best out of this trilogy yeah objectively speaking he is Mm -hmm. Um,
0: you know he's the best he's the best villain in the best movie in the trilogy Uh, Mm -hmm. but I agree like growing up like green goblin was always my guy for the villain like whenever i oh, thought yeah. about spider-man scoring off against anyone it was always green goblin hot right. goblin you know um yeah. so yeah i actually like i had the action figure with green goblin on his glider like i <laughs> had too, all yeah. that stuff um so i was always disappointed when he he died in
1: the first one Mm-hmm. Um, but god But I, I, mean, I love that he comes back like he does, continuously yeah. and that's that's again the that Osborne legacy where like he lives on through Harry. Yeah. Um and that's that's really cool that I'm like oh they didn't just like make it this meaningless death, right? Yeah. Like it's like it carries weight that the fact that they killed Norman Osborne. Um, it's consequences. It's it's mm-hmm. going to carry over for three movies. So yeah. it's and and that was one thing that I was going to mention. Um, it feels like everything that happens in these movies actually, like, has consequences. I think the moment that made me stick out to that was that I was like, oh, wow, this movie, like, the first movie and this movie are really well paced. Yeah. Um, I think they all three are. But the second movie, I'm, like, sitting there like, oh, wow, like, you get an action scene in the beginning with him trying to get the pizza on yeah. time. It's like kind of a more fun, fun. Like He's not fighting anybody, but it's like, okay, yeah, cool. He's trying to get these pizza boxes. It's like, why wouldn't he be Spider-Man and trying to get pizza? Yeah. Well, then he's trying to get to MJ's play and gets caught up in this police chase. And Some Great web swinging throughout that. The so one where he good. goes
0: when in he's... between the 18-wheeler. Yes. Oh my so God. good. How... One of my like, favorites. In the physics of it, like you know, Sam Raimi understanding like he's got to be swinging with his left hand, and right. he's gonna need to get in between this small little crease, and he's gonna have to mm. shoot it, you know, with his right hand and pull in order to get through yeah. that. And God, it's I mean, it's so it gets, slick. But it gets even better in the third movie. It's I think it's the best web swinging. But yeah, I also think that this suit in this movie
1: just looks more vibrant than the first one. Dude, um, just the suits and it. even the the costume design in general is. Fantastic. They they do change the, the Spider Man suit a yeah. little bit. Um, the minor. colors and the patterns. The emblem is a little bit bigger. It's the more classic Raimi symbol, which we do end up like it does look in the very reminiscent of the PS4 logo. Yeah. Um which again is Insomniac showing the respect to the Raimi universe and yeah. knowing that like that is a fantastic interpretation of Spider Man. But Doc Ox uh you know his design of just like the trench coat and like the it just the arms feel like very accurate but at the same time very realistic looking like with the bands around the arms making it like oh these can stretch out in and out and like having the different attachments like i never realized as a kid when it opens and then like something else will come
0: out of it mm -hmm. to grab something very small right small details like that
1: Right, and like even like the spike in the middle of it yeah. and stuff. I'm like, and I love when he's walking on arms and everything. I'm like, man, like they nailed it with Doc Ock. And like one th- one scene that I love that's definitely attributed to Sam Raimi's horror roots yeah. is when Doc Ock wakes up yep. in that surgical room yeah. and he is just slaying all of these surgeons. There's- you're like so many oh my god
0: <laughs> there's so many great shots in there where you're just like evil dead evil dead evil dead because yep. you're just like this is taken from evil dead the part where the um the doc ock has one of the surgeons or doctors um pinned against the wall and then there's just like zoom in on the um chainsaw and then a quick zoom in on the, mm-hmm. the guy's face because like sam raimi loves these like quick cutting mm-hmm. zooms um especially into people's mouth as they're screaming. It's it happens a lot in this movie like it happens a ton he loves to capture people screaming um but there's like that shot which is really cool that's when you're like that's sam raimi i mean just the horror of that whole scene is completely like that's sam raimi doing his horror thing there's actually even another really cool um sequence when um uh, I think that this is might be after the car gets thrown through the little cafe and then Peter and MJ stand up and you just hear the thuds of something like heavy walk, like a dinosaurs walking. Right. And there's these quick cuts into um, Peter and MJ to see their reaction. Yeah. That is like one of my favorites. I'm just like the horror that you feel. Yeah. You know, the the score and um, hearing Doc Ock just walking through and like people panicking and screaming. It's like master direction, camera work, all that stuff.
1: I mean, Sam Raimi is just, he's a magician with with what he does. He makes villains feel menacing. That is for sure. Um, There's another scene that I remember actually, like I forgot that it it had scared the crap out of me as a kid so much, but it's the part when Harry is out on the balcony right before he goes to get like, it's the night before he's going to get MJ like, um, or try to find Spider-Man. Um, he uh <laughs> like air he is like on the balcony and he like looks over and arm just shoots up past yep. the balcony and just hits him in the face i remember as a kid that scared the crap out of me yeah <laughs> um and there's one shot in particular that's not even like a scary shot but it's one of my favorite shots it's right after peter gets his powers back And it's him swinging again, like he's in the suit, he gets the suit back and he's like, I want Spider-Man. And he starts swinging and then it's as he's swinging and then it zooms out of Otto's lens. And it's actually Otto looking, like seeing Spider-Man swinging towards him in the distance. I was like, that is awesome. That is such a cool shot.
0: There's actually a shot very similar or technique very similar that he does in the first movie. When Green Goblin has the kids on that little trolley that he can drop or MJ and he's like, decide. And you see both of the lenses um, for Spider-Man and each lens has each group falling. Like you have MJ There's falling the and the in the other one. Yeah. yeah and I'm like, brilliant. Who thinks of this? Yeah. You know, it's like yeah. so cool. But yeah, the, the yeah. thing with Dot, you know, Doc Ock. Um, question for you. Did you watch Spider-Man 2 or 2.1? Uh,
1: I've seen both. Personally, I end up watching Spider Man. I watch Spider Man Two, the theatrical cut, yes, because that's what I'm more used to. But I have seen 2.1, and I enjoy it just the same. 2.1 um, is interesting. There's, I think, one of the main changes is
0: the scene in the elevator with that one guy. Oh um, yeah, and he's like in 2.1, he's trying to like pitch him on like all these marketing things, and it's, right. it's a little too extended, and you're like, this actually is not funny, which I'm glad they kind of cut, um, yeah, from it but there's, there's that more and MJ then, stuff. Yeah. And then there's the thing with, um, I mean, this is amazing, but JK Simmons, as <laughs> J. Jonah, <laughs> Jameson, James yeah, <laughs> <then> the Spider-Man <laughs> suit. Like, I love that. And yeah. he's like, he's
1: so good in this movie, dude. <laughs> JK Simmons is the, again, the unsung hero in, uh, in all of these movies, like I'm sitting there laughing so hard. Like my girlfriend is like, Why are you laughing? Because I'm like, I'm laughing before the joke the punchline yeah, is even here. Like like one of my favorites it's like he's like, Boss, your wife lost her checkbook and he's like, Thanks for the good news. Yeah. And he's just like, What? And like and also Mr. Ditkovich is also so funny. Yeah. Like, he's just like he promises uh or like what does he say? Uh he's what is he's high like pro- can i spend it <laughs> yeah, he's like, he's like, hi. What is hi? Can I spend it? And then yeah. he says like, if promises were cookies, my daughter would be fat. And then yeah. it just shows her, and she's just like, she's just so skinny. And you're like, you're like, wow. Like, yeah. Like, Mister, like, he literally has a no chill. Like, my girlfriend is like, that's horrible. I'm like, I know, but it's so funny. Like, <laughs> like also, like, one again, one of my favorite scenes with him is he like the next morning he's going to use the bathroom. Yep. And like he like he knocks and he goes like just cuts Peter into it, reopens the door, goes, rinse? And yep. Peter just goes, just closes, closes the, the door. door. <laughs> it's so funny. My,
0: my, I think my favorite uh, J.K. Simmons um, moment, or J. Jonah Jameson, is very early on in the film when they're trying to find a story for the front page. And yeah. and Peter's like, ah, Spider-Man won't let me shoot him or whatever. And then he was like, he uh, gives Robbie like, a, a headline. He's like, food poisoning scare across New York. <laughs> and... Uh, <laughs> Chicken or something like that. He's like, "Is there?" And he's like, "I'm feeling a little nauseous." A little yes. Rude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: he's just making up stories for yeah. the
0: front page, so it's good. Um,
1: speaking of Robbie, there was actually there's a scene that's a it's literally half, half a second, second long. Yeah. Yeah. And I, know, you probably know exactly what I'm talking yeah. about. Is this like I heard Spider-Man was there at the, when he's talking about the the accident that yeah. happened with Otto, and he like looks at Peter, and Peter looks at him, and yep. they just kind of give a side eye, like robbie's like i know you're a spider-man yep. again i also think aunt may knows that peter is spider-man like 100 yeah. percent um because um the whole monologue she gives when they're you know moving out and selling all the stuff to get some money um she uh she's trying to she's, inspire him right like that is like she's like oh she knows that like he's beating himself up and it's like no like you know you may have like you know, you need to be Spider Man. Like, like people look up to you. Like, yeah. you know, like your your actions are not going without. Um, they're not going unnoticed. Yeah. Um, so I I love those little teases like that. Um, and again, like it just fe- I love the just the characters in the city of New York. It's just. To reiterate what you said about the first movie, it's and it really has stuck with me, and it's just stuck with me this whole trilogy. Like, it just has so much heart to it, mm-hmm. um, and I think at the end of the day, that's what Spider-Man is all about, and mm-hmm. why I love both the characters of Spider-Man and Superman is they feel very heartfelt. Yeah, and uh, and it just, man, like these movies, um, they really stick with that. Um, they give me hope like, for the character because I'm just like. Yeah. And the same thing with the
0: Insomniac's version is like, when I watch these things, I get excited about Spider Man again, and I'm like, I want to read the comics and I want to play the games and I want to like watch all these things because they just make me feel so good. Even the third one, which we're gonna get to, you know, is not without its flaws. Um, But even after watching that, I'm just like, this movie's freaking good. Like I'm still enjoying. (laughs) Like it's cheesy as heck,
1: and but I'm still enjoying my time. You know, right. We were. I, I was sitting there and I'm watching, like watching it. And I'm just like, man, we were so blessed to be able to get not one but two, like perfect, nearly ten out of ten Spider-Man movies. Yeah. I'd consider Spider-Man two a ten out of ten, if not like a nine point five or something. It's my number one comic book movie. And Sa- it Probably same. always will be. Yeah. It's it, if something, it'd have to be like. You know, even if Andrew and Toby come back in No Way Home, it's still not going to beat Spider Man Two for me. Like, like, I don't even think it'll beat the
0: Amazing Spider Man movies for me. Like, I'm going to be pumped to see them, but I mean, it's not going to, it's not going to have the heart and like, you know, emotional uh, investment that I had with all these other films. You know, right? So that's just, I'm excited. Like, I hope that they're going to be in it. I'm excited to see them if they're in it. I think Mm -hmm. they're going to be in it, Um, but, I mean these films forever like 50 years from now if i'm alive um (laughs) they're gonna mean so much to me and they they shaped who i am i know it's just like a very cliche thing to say but honestly i totally get it i when it came to being a kid like i had spider-man in the back of my mind when it came to making like the right decisions Uh, Mm um so yeah i wanted to be a hero because he was my hero and because of these movies so that's all I got to say about that. It's the greatest comic book yeah. movie of all time. No questions <laughs> asked. There's a lot of really good ones, but this yeah, is just... If you disagree, don't even tweet me about it. Just shut up. Just <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, um, you have your own opinion, but this... That. I mean, it's it's so hard. Like, you, Even if you don't
1: think it's the best, it's probably in your top four. Yeah. Yeah, I, it's my personal favorite. I mean, on my letterbox, it's in my top four movies of all time. Mm-hmm. Empire Strikes Back, Spider-Man 2, Blade Runner 2049, and The Guest. That's like my top Amazing. four movies of all time. Yeah, I'm like, that's how much Spider-Man like has stuck with me, specifically this movie. Yep. Um, And one last thing, just a minor thing to some. Actually, it's not that minor to me. But man, I think we mentioned it in the last episode. Danny Elfman's soundtrack. Yep, his score for these movies, just so good. They it's are Spider-Man. They like they reshape and reformat the Spider-Man theme into like like I don't think we would have gotten Insomniac's version. Not just even the soundtrack, but the that game in general without these movies specifically without spider-man 2 like there is so much inspiration there and again the soundtrack of insomniacs um done by john pisano which i know is one of your favorite soundtracks you can see the inspiration with like the choir and the the brass and like one of my favorite parts about the the Raimi version is that it uses like has really good use of percussion. Like I think drums. it literally like, yes, like the drums or, and like sometimes uses are. like, yeah. like it uses bongos. I yes. think sometimes like <laughs> it makes you feel like,
0: like I, like every time I hear the very beginning of that, the intro, I'm like, it makes you feel like a spider is crawling up
1: the wall, like really quickly right? or up a yeah. web. It's, mm-hmm.
0: it's so cool, but it's, it's,
1: it's crazy that the soundtrack literally makes you like envision a character
0: yes like and it's It's, just so well done i like you know i love john pisano's uh spider-man ps4 score it it was like my number one album of 2019 (laughs) played on spotify i love that score but this is like the ultimate spider-man theme and i will Mm -hmm. like i will turn down all the music on my spider-man ps4 gameplay and i will play that and swing around in spider-man yeah just just to give me those feels i remember when they first released the raimi suit on spider-man ps4 i was like all right danny elfman press play and we're <laughs> yeah. gonna swing around <laughs> we're Dude, gonna fight
1: crime i'm still so thankful that they added that suit because it's just yeah we talked about it in the last episode but yeah it, i mean it's a good it's a good man, suit, man it's a yeah, good yeah suit, spider-man 2 10 out of 10 for me 10 personally. out of 10
0: for sure awesome. No yeah. questions at. It will never <laughs> move off that 10 out
1: of 10. It's like I I'd, yeah. I'd have to be crippling like like depression like I it would have to overcome me to be able to like it for it to not be Isn't it crazy how like before rewatching it I'm always like
0: I question myself. I'm like is this as good as I remember? I'm like cuz I haven't seen it in a while and it might just be nostalgia. Mm -hmm. and then like five minutes into it i'm like this
1: is amazing man this is great (laughs) yeah (laughs) i'm smiling like (laughs) yeah it is like such a therapeutic movie Um, yeah i can't wait to watch the third one yeah me too this whole journey is just so fun to me spider-man 3 was my most hyped film of all time yeah like i i followed that movie religiously we're so right.
0: close to starting our spider-man 3 review because i'm like <laughs> thinking of the black suit theme and i'm just like oh my god i'm so excited yeah. like that theme
1: when the black suit gets revealed mm-hmm. yeah Dude, yeah i i think for, for spider-man 3 i refreshed the website every day since it came like what was active For like an entire year I was like I need more venom like show me venom you know and like and all this stuff like as a kid I was through the roof excited for spider-man 3 but that will wait for another day that is our spider-man 2 review do you have any other thoughts before we uh, wrap up the episode
0: no I just thank you guys for listening it's cuz I love doing this it gets me so excited like there's yeah. nothing more that I enjoy creating content about than Spider-Man because I can talk about it endlessly. Grayson's the same way. I feel like there's multiple times we almost turned into a Spider-Man om- like only podcast <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> over the past three years. Uh, so I enjoy it so much. And the fact that you guys are like, you know, posting on your Insta stories that you're watching along with us and, and trying to follow along with all the movies and DMing us about when the next one's going to come out and when to watch the next movie... It just, it gets me so excited. So thank you guys so much. Um, and I can't wait to do more.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. That's, you said it as best as, uh, better than I could. So um, yeah. With that being said, um, follow us on our socials at comicblast underscore. You can follow me at straightsthere8, him at Kenan Creates on basically whatever. Um, should I shout out our patrons? Should I do that? Uh, we'll just leave that for the normal episodes, I think. Okay, yeah. Speaking of which, uh, they... They being Keenan, Cole, and Jess uh, put out a Loki series review. I listened to it; it was very good, um, and I'm very happy because they basically said everything that, that all the thoughts that I was thinking as well. Um, so, very good review. Go listen to it. Um, they get into some really good deep dive stuff, just like Keenan and I did with this review. Yeah. Um, so yeah, go go check out the main episode. Um, I am sure the Spider-Man 3 review will be out within the next two weeks, at the latest, two weeks away. Um, so, uh, in the meantime, uh, get ready, grab your popcorn, go watch Spider-Man 3, um, and uh, and get ready for our review on that. Um, and yeah, with that being said, pizza time.